your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to this late Monday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Again, if you guys are watching on YouTube, this is so much better lighting, even late at night when I'm not looking like a complete zombie like I have been in previous videos. I've been able to make a few adjustments, and I feel like this looks um, a hell of a lot better. Um, a lot to get into for today's episode, just with more postponements, Pen- Penguins getting some players back, but in a typical Penguins fashion. Um, some go to the COVID list. Um, we're going to get all into the practice notes, what lines you might see for the next game coming up later on this week, how um, you know these COVID positives, it shouldn't be that big of a deal considering the Penguins schedule and you know more on the CDC's announcement from earlier today. But let's get into it. So lot to go over in case some of you have not been paying attention or all that. Come here for the latest news. Um, so Penguins will not be playing on Wednesday. That game against Toronto has been postponed. It will be made up <clears throat> from early February to the end of February. Somewhere during that three-week window, uh, the Penguins will play the Leafs for the final time. As of right now, the Penguins are still scheduled to play the Ottawa Senators on Friday. Who knows if that's going to be the case? The Senators have both goaltenders on the COVID list, so that means potential old friend Matt Murray may be the starting goaltender for the Senators on Friday. For those that don't know, Murray has been on their AHL team because he was put on waivers. No one would claim him, and then he was sent down. Um, The Senators just have not been happy with his play since he signed there. They gave him that huge four to six year deal worth six million per actually no, I know I mistake it was a six-year deal six million per a lot of money to give someone who was not playing at a six million dollar level I mean let's just be real so uh, it looks like he might be starting for Ottawa on Friday if, unless the game is postponed which you know it probably will I think at this point as for the Penguins they will probably see a different goaltender on Friday one of the players that is in COVID protocol gets to the full list in a second is Tristan Jari. He has tested positive. Um, right now, the protocol states that you can't come back for 10 more days. But um, there was a big announcement today um, from the U.S. health officials that I'm curious to see um, what the NHL um, thinks of this. So um, the Associated Press tweeted this out. The U.S. health officials, they're cutting isolation restrictions for those who test positive for covid and they're shortening the time that close contacts have to quarantine people with the virus. Um, and this goes for asymptomatic players. And uh, Mike Sullivan said today that a lot of the players are asymptomatic. Um, people with that can leave isolation after five days down from 10. So really curious to see what the NHL does with that. I'm going to get to the NBA's announcement um, here in a second as well. I don't want to go too far out here. I just want to stick with one thing at a time, but um, if the NHL does adopt that policy, which, you know, I think they may, uh, Jari may be able to come back or if, if he is asymptomatic, all the other players that are as well, they may be able to come back a bit sooner, um, than, you know, say next Wednesday or Thursday, um, other players on the list, Evan Rodriguez. I mean, that's just a huge loss. I mean, guy was having a ridiculous season. The only thing that's been able to take him out at this point has been COVID-19 John Marino. I feel bad for him as well. He was having a really good season too. 
and you know, really has was not banged up at all either. You know, his first couple of seasons he was battling some injuries, especially with that rookie season. In my opinion, I thought that he could have made a case to made a case, excuse me, to be a Calder Trophy finalist. Um, but you know, that injury to his you know his cheek slash jaw area really derailed him. Last season was a bit banged up for a little bit as well. Um, this season was relatively healthy, was starting to play a lot better offensively. Now he gets hit with COVID. Um, that absolutely stinks. Teddy Bluger, too. He's been having a great year to see him get hit with the virus. Um, that's just, I mean, I just, I feel bad at this point. And then, of course, Mike Matheson, he is on the COVID list as well. If I am missing anyone, um, I don't think I am. If I'm just making sure um, I got this right. Uh, no, 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 my bad. Dominic Simone. So he was also on the COVID list. He's been playing a little bit lately, but when the team is fully healthy, he's usually not in the lineup, but still, um, I wish all the players the best. Hopefully they can get over this as quick as possible. Getting to what Mike Sullivan said, he did confirm that most of the players are doing well. A lot of them are asymptomatic to it. So I guess I said a few minutes ago, hoping that the league you know, sees what the CDC and the U.S. health officials are saying, and maybe they cut down on the on the protocols to you know five to six days for asymptomatic players if they if they you know are able to get over it pretty quickly, and then you know keep it to about ten days if players are experiencing mild symptoms. Um, it's just, and it's now you look at the attendance at practice today, and there are going to be call-ups, which I'll get to as well. Um, the Penguins only have five defensemen healthy right now, and Brian Dumoulin, Chris Letang, Chad Ruedel. Um, and Marcus Pedersen. Um, for forwards, they have Crosby, Kapanen, Brian Ross, Evgeny Malkin, though, you know, they're coming back from injury. Jeff Carter, Danton Heinen, Aston Reese, Brock McGinn, Drew O'Connor, Sam Lafferty, Brian Boyle, and then DeSmith, and they had an emergency goalie today. Um, they're going to have someone from Wilkesbury coming up later on um, to back up um, DeSmith, which, you know, again, he will, he will probably get the start on Friday. So, you know, it's just, it's a never ending saga with this team. And it's also, you know, this is a team that was doing really well with COVID prior to the holiday break. They had no cases, even though a lot of other games were getting postponed. But, you know, what's, what can be true a few days ago is not, cannot be true sometimes a few days later. Um, this is just the world that we live in now. You know, that COVID is going to be in everyone's lives for the foreseeable future probably at least for the next year or two, I mean, we're going to have to learn to live with it. And um, this season was always going to be weird for numerous reasons, mo mostly due to COVID. So um, I'm curious to see um, if all teams are going to even play 82 games. I, I honestly don't even have the answer to that um, at this point. So yeah, six players on the COVID list for the Penguins right now. Um, the, the, the situation was pretty similar earlier with Washington as well. They had five to six players of their own go on the COVID list today too. So it's not just affecting the Penguins here. I mean, it's been affecting a lot of teams prior to the Penguins getting another outbreak in Washington today, Philadelphia, just for Carter Hart on the COVID list, along with Ryan L. Pretty sure Kevin Hayes is on that list as well. Um, there were more games that were postponed for uh, Tuesday and Wednesday outside of the Penguins one. There was one with the Blackhawks that got postponed. Um, the Leafs don't even have Sheldon, Sheldon Keefe. Um, available right now, and he is in COVID protocol, and a whole lot of other players on that team are on COVID protocol as well. Um, there was a stat going around there. It was about close to almost a quarter of the league that had COVID. Um, that, that's just, you know, when you test all these players every day, these are the results that you're going to get. All these players are around each other. 
I'm not surprised in the slightest that a lot of these players testing positive, especially with this new variant that is out. You know, the Penguins, the only thing they can continue to do is stay as safe as possible. And, you know, just you know, hopefully this goes away sooner rather than later for them. Um, there was some good injury news at practice today. Um, I'll tease this going into the next segment. Both Brian Rust and Evgeny Malkin returned to practice and both were in full contact capacities. So that will lead into my second segment for the show. We'll be touching on when you can expect them back. You know, could Gino be back a little later than Brian Russ? Could he be back a little earlier? You know, what's going on there? What's the latest with Jake Gensel? Um, I'm going to get all into that coming up here um, in this second segment. But before we do that, um, is the new year. So that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein that take protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but even better than a candy bar as well. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? But that's the thing. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Most of them can contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar or or net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. If you compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen of net carbs, I mean, it's just, it's not even close, um, at least in my opinion. Um, even, even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least get something that tastes good and is good for you as a snack. That way, when you enjoy a delicious built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from as well. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, my personal favorite, mint brownie, salted caramel, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. You can go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Remember, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LRSL Penguins. So, again, coming back from the first segment, Evgeny Malkin, this was his first full practice today, took all the contact. Uh, Mike Sullivan did speak afterwards about Geno's status. He confirmed that it might be still a little bit longer for him because he thinks Rust will be back a bit before Geno. And what I mean by that is it sounds like Brian is going to be ready to go for Friday's game against Ottawa, assuming that game is played. Um, he even spoke after practice today saying that he felt really good, you know, no setbacks with his injury. And I think this injury kind of was that nagging one that he had the first time he came back. But played all right, but still didn't look himself, right? Um, I think hopefully this time he was able to fully rehab it and now that this shouldn't be an issue for the rest of the season. So it looks like he's going to be coming back a bit earlier than Gino Sullivan said again. It's likely going to be a little bit longer for him. So what does that mean, at least for my eyes? Um, he probably won't play in Ottawa. I think there's a decent chance, though, he'll play on Sunday against the Sharks. Um, if not then, then definitely next week because – Here's the thing here, peeps. Penguins play Friday, Ottawa. Then they play San Jose um, on Sunday. Then they don't play till Wednesday of next week. And if I recall correctly, that game is against the Philadelphia – no, no. 
The Philadelphia Flyers is the Thursday game of January 6th. They play next Wednesday night against the St. Louis Blues before they go on that huge road trip to Southern California and Dallas and Philadelphia that it is a six-game road trip, which is almost unheard of with the Penguins. They don't usually go on that long road trips. But uh, if Gino doesn't go on Sunday, I, I would bet the house that he goes next Wednesday or Thursday at home at PPG Paints Arena against either Philadelphia or St. Louis. So I think at this point his return is – a little less than a week, but oh, how do, how should I say this? I think it's about six to ten days away um, is what I would go for right now. Um, the funny thing is he was at practice today and skated on Cindy Crosby's wing. <laughs> Mike Sullivan said after practice, you're probably not going to see a whole lot of that in-game action unless they're looking for a spark. I remember the good old days when Dan Bilesma would always – um, put Gino with Sid when the team needed that spark. It was one of the few things that I, what I liked about Disco Dan was because he always knew what to do in those situations. Sullivan has hardly ever done it. If my memory serves me right, I believe they played less than a hundred minutes together at five v five for as long as some Mike Sullivan has been the coach. Um, he hardly did it last year. He did a little bit the year before that, um, but um, they just they don't see the ice. A lot of high five, and for good reason. I mean, they both can anchor their own lines. It's the same thing in Edmonton, right? You don't want Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid on the ice every single moment um, together. I mean, I should say, you know, you want them split up to be able to anchor their own line and give you uh, more scoring depth. That's why the Penguins have done this for the last 15, 16 years. It's no surprise that it's going to be the same whenever he comes back. But still, this is really encouraging progress on Gino. This is the closest that he's been to playing so far. They're just they're babying him a little bit, and rightfully so. He's coming off major, major knee surgery. He literally tore his MCL and I believe tore his PCL partially and played on one knee in the playoffs, was over a point per game, still badly needed reconstructive surgery. They're going to give him all the time that he needs in order for him to get back healthy. So again, I would say six to 10 days at this point until Gino comes back, but still to see him taking full contact in practice, that's a huge sign. I'm sure he's going to continue to take full contact throughout the week. So um, he's getting closer. As for Jake Gensel, the update on him, he is now sick. I think he's almost recovered from the injury. It sounds like if Gensel was not sick, it's not COVID by the way, he would have been at practice today, but Sullivan has said that he hopes to get Jake back, excuse me, really soon. So not sure what the illness is. Maybe it's the flu or a cold or something like that, but as soon as he gets back from that illness, I would assume he would be back in the lineup and skating on Zindu Crosby's wing. <clears throat> As for the lines that we saw today, again, Malkin was with Crosby and Russ. You're not going to see that top line in a game anytime soon. Zach Ashton Reese was with Drew O'Connor and Brock McGinn. So that's an interesting second line. Uh, Danton Hine with Jeff Carter and Kasperi Kapanen. And then Brian Boyle and Sam Lafferty were skating together. I mean, they only had 10 healthy forwards. They haven't made the recalls yet from Wilkesbury. Actually, as I'm scrolling Twitter, as I'm recording this, they just officially announced who is going to be coming up to the Penguins uh, later this week on for the taxi squad because they're, the NHL is bringing those back. And rightfully so. I don't know why they made away with those before the regular season started. It made no sense to me. Um, they should have done it then. I'm glad they're finally doing it now, but, you know, it's still – it's weird that they just decided to <clears throat> do away with it and think everything was going to be okay this season when, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic is still very much here. So um, those are my thoughts on that. Um, defensively, you saw Todd Reardon skating on the third pairing with Mark Friedman. 
Uh, I, I would love to see that in the game. I would love to see what wheels we would have defending some of these NHL players. I'm sure it would go pretty poorly, but it's still something that, you know, my Seko's chaos mode, <clears throat> excuse me, would love to see, I think, at some point. Um, so scrolling on up here a little bit. Sorry about that. Um, trying to figure out all the other injuries that I have not covered. Okay. Jason Zucker. I mean, he was having a lot of maintenance days before the little pre-holiday pause. He is now week to week with a lower body injury. He'd been trying to play for the injury. It looks like it wasn't working. It's, it's, it's fine. Let him get some rest. Hopefully he's able to come back and be a better player. I know some people are going to make jokes about, you know, Zucker and all that, but you know what? The guy always plays his tail off. He was a good playmaker, I thought, this season. And, you know, he just he has to get back to scoring goals. And then I really think he will be fine, um, at least in my opinion. Now, for this NBA announcement, before we get to the recalls uh, coming up in, in my last segment of the show. So the NBA is changing their protocols. So according to Woj of ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, vaccinated NBA players and coaches can now clear quarantine after six days of COVID testing data shows they are no longer at risk to be infectious. Uh, and that's according to a memo that was distributed to teams Monday and in t- obtained by ESPN. The NBA and the Player Association Agreement comes at a time where players are testing positive and heading to quarantine at an unprecedented rate. Um, he also said the reduction in quarantine time is expected to immediately impact the status of numerous players who are already in the league's health and safety protocols. I tweeted this on my normal account. I really do think you're going to see the NHL implement this here at some point, um, especially with the new CDC guidelines. It's going to be now if you're asymptomatic and you test positive and you are fine after five to six days and you test negative, you are going to be allowed to come out of the protocol. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit different if you have mild symptoms and especially if you're unvaccinated. But, you know, that, that's just a different situation. If you're asymptomatic and you feel fine after five to six days and you're testing negative, then there, there shouldn't be a reason, at least in my opinion, um, that you shouldn't be able to come out of the COVID protocols, um, especially if you're not at risk to infect someone else. So I really think the NHL is going to have a talk, you know, just with doctors and all that and the player association. I think they're going to come to a deal similar to what the NBA did today with um, their players association as well. So that wraps up the second segment coming up in the net last segment, We're going to spend a few minutes on the recalls today from Wilkes-Barre and who you could expect to be in the lineup um, from those uh, players being recalled. But before we do that, BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march throughout the college football season and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. From basketball, football, NHL boxing, and UFC, write your favorite casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. That has been online where the game starts. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow this show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So we officially have the four players that are going to be coming up to the Penguins of Wilkes-Barre. Um, I, I, I know I said earlier that it sounds like it's going to be the taxi squad. I, 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 don't, I should say I'm not so sure at this point. They could just be on the active roster, but again, 
Sullivan was talking a lot today about using the taxi squad. He was touching on it with Ron Hextall. It's up in the air at this point. But the four players at this point, Casper Brewerquist, P.O. Joseph, Yuso Rikla, um, and Louis Domingue. Um, if I mispronounce his last name again, I'm just probably going to off myself or something like that. That is just cringe if I keep mispronouncing his last name. But I believe I got it right just there. So um, that those are the four players at this point that will be coming up for the Penguins. It's mainly so that the Penguins will at least have um, seven to eight healthy defensemen um, in order for a couple more to come back after the, after they're done in COVID protocol. POJ, I'm not surprised. Ricola, I'm not surprised either because they're the two best options from Wilkes-Barre. Uh, Bjorkwist is interesting. I'm curious to see if he gets some time for that game in Ottawa. I do want to see more of him for the team. You know, he was a draft pick from, what, seven years? No, not seven years ago. You know, five, five years ago um, at, at this point. So, and we really haven't seen him play at the NHL level too much. So I just want to see what's there with him um, and just, you know, see how his development is going. So I wouldn't be surprised if he is in lineup, especially considering at practice today, the Penguins only had 10 to 11 freaking forwards. So I'm po- I'm pretty positive that he will be in the lineup come Friday, though. Um, I haven't uh, confirmed that just yet. Ricola, I mean, I-, I could see him being in the lineup, but I- I'm wondering if they're going to opt for going for Mark Friedman just because, you know, he's a pure righty. He's going to play on his normal side. Um, just that kind of jazz. And then obviously, you know, for Domain, um, he will be um, the backup to Casey DeSmith for that game in Ottawa as, as Jari is not going to be able, eligible to come out of COVID protocol. But um, that'll do it for this episode of Locked on Penguins podcast. Those are all your updates with regards to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, this team is never boring. I've said that a lot of times on this show. I'll keep saying it until uh, the end of time. Um, there's always news um, when it comes to this team. And sooner rather than later, this team will be back in action and they'll be trying to win their eighth game in a row. As of right now, it's scheduled to be in Ottawa on Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. So make your New Year's uh, Eve plans accordingly. Um, you're not going to have to set aside some hours at the night and order food and you know start drinking a little bit and watching the Penguins at that point. No, nope. you can just watch it 1 o'clock on Friday afternoon. The game will be over by a little bit before 4 o'clock. So you can just do whatever you want in the evening to bring in 2022, which hopefully will, again, you know, be better than 2021. Let's be sure on that. But again, that'll do it for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will talk to you all on Tuesday.